One of the big track and field meets is taking place in the weekend in the Hawke's Bay. It is the Potts Classic. It should be a wonderful afternoon of track and field, a bit of a throwback to the Pan Am series back in the 1970s, the 1980s. Um, and then, of course, we did have some really, really good track and field meets in the 1990s as well. But I'd argue that athletics has never been in a better place than it currently is at the moment. And not just in the traditional sports like the 8 and the 1500 metres, but clearly these days in a number of the field events. Now, one of the real stars of last year's Commonwealth Games, and took everybody a little bit by surprise, is Imogen Eris. She joins us on the programme. She is a pole vaulter and she won bronze in Birmingham and she will be competing over the weekend. Imogen, good afternoon. Welcome. How are you? Very good, thank you. How are you? Very well. Um, you're still buzzing after Birmingham? Yeah, still buzzing. Yeah, w- w- where's the medal? Um, it's on. It's in the dining room for all the guests to come and see. So, so mum and dad proud? Yeah, very proud. Yeah, good. How, how did you um? How do you decide to become a pole vaulter? Yeah, well, for me, it was a pretty gradual um, progression. I used to be a gymnast um, and was also doing athletics at the same time, and then just combined the two really. Yeah, I always say to people who um, take up gymnastics, and you know, sometimes gymnastics in New Zealand, you've got a bit of a ceiling on it, very hard to crack crack it at the highest yeah. level. Um, but don't give up because you can take up pole vault because of the flexibility, yeah, because of the exactly. upper body strength. And um, you felt that gave you an advantage that allowed you to maybe advance a little bit quicker than perhaps people that don't come from a gymnastics background? Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of it as well is just used to being upside down and knowing where you are in space is something that gets taught at such a young age in gymnastics. It just sticks with you, um, just body awareness and, yeah. Mm. Um when you start to get up over four metres and you cleared 4.45 to win bronze, um, yep. does it feel high when you're up that high? Um, it doesn't feel high unless something goes wrong and then you don't land in the right place. Um, because it does kind of just creep up on you quickly. You start on a very small pole with a very small run-up and then you just slowly get better and better and all of a sudden you're jumping big bars and... Yeah, sometimes you do have a bad crash and you come back on the track and all of a mm. sudden it feels quite high. But other than that, it's just what I've been doing for the past eight years. It doesn't feel any different. Yeah, when you're progressing through the sport and you're moving up the heights, you've mentioned that sometimes it's going to go wrong. Sometimes you are going to get beaten up. You're going to land on the track. How tough is that psychologically then to overcome? Yeah, pole vault's a very, very mental sport. Um a lot of athletes can go through mental blocks with run-throughs because it is dangerous. Every time you stand on the runway, there's obviously risks and calculated risks and things can go wrong. Poles can snap. Um, you can come back the wrong way. And I think the key thing is to just, it's hard to say, but you don't think about those things. And mm. I've had a pole snap on me. I've landed on the in the wrong place and broken my foot. And you just, every time you stay on the runway, it's an opportunity to jump high. And I think that's all you really think about. You don't think of all the things that can go wrong. Okay. Just for people out there not familiar with it, they've watched it. In regards to the poles themselves, um, clearly very flexible. What are they made of? So the poles that I use are called composite poles, and they're a combination of carbon fibre and fibreglass. Um, so you can jump on carbon fibre poles, composite poles, or glass poles. But I find that the composites, the combination of the two work best for me. 
And are they? do they have a, a sort of a use-by date? How many jumps can you get out of a pole? Do they last forever or um, are they only good for a certain amount of jumps? Yeah, there's no use-by date. Um, we won't ever jump on a damaged pole though. So if someone scratches it with their spike or it lands on something and it gets a bit beaten up, then we won't jump on that because it is at greater risk of snapping. Mm. Um, and that's the most common reasons poles snap uh, mm. because they're damaged. Mm. Now, the other thing people might not be aware of, that poles vary what in length and also vary in flexibility. Yep. Yep. And so how do you, um, how do you determine what you're going to use um, and do, does the stadium have an impact on that? Um, is that just purely an individual thing? And do you personally swap between different poles based on what I just mentioned? Yeah, so I'll take sort of seven poles to a competition with me, um, all the same length. So I jump, my poles are four metres 45, so that's the length of the pole. And all the poles I use will be that length, but they'll just vary in stiffness. Um, ideally, you want to be on stiffer poles, you can get more out of them. But it's you can't jump on a stiffer pole unless you're capable of doing that. So you wouldn't come into a competition and start on your stiffest pole, you'll start quite soft and then work your way up as you move through the competition, as the bar gets higher. Um, yeah. Mm. Now, you went through Takapuna Grammar School, I understand. Um, yeah. What sort of influence did they have on you? And, um, we, yeah, what was it like going to a school where you're the pole vaulter and I guess most other girls and most other boys are either probably playing netball, rugby or some sort of football? <laughs> yeah, well, I went into TGS not as a pole vaulter. I started in year nine with gymnastics, netball and athletics being my main sports. Um, and then partway through year nine, I stopped gymnastics and picked up pole vault pretty soon after. Um, I ended up dropping netball after year 10, which was pretty big for me because I love netball. That was always my main sport growing up. Um, so, yeah, just being a pole vaulter was pretty weird when all my friends were still playing netball and all that sort of thing. And being in an individual sport in general at a young age can be quite tough because you're not um, mm. going to practice every day with your friends and playing with your friends in the changing room and all that. Um, it's very, very different. But I think I learned a lot of that very young from gymnastics. So for me, it wasn't a huge change. Whereas I think having not had that gymnastics background, being in an individual sport, it would have been quite tough. Eliza McCartney also went through Takapuna Grammar. I think she's, what, four yep. or five years older than you, perhaps. Do you remember her at all? Yep. Yeah, she was in her last year when I was in my first year. Um, and I knew who she was. Um, I was so scared of her. <laughs> I had no reason to be scared of her. But I just thought she was so cool. Um, yeah, so we only overlapped for a year, but um, I didn't really start getting close with her until after she'd left and I'd been, been pole vaulting for a wee while because mm. um, obviously I only started halfway through year nine. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and she's had a bit of a tough uh, run since those Olympic Games with injury with the Achilles with the heel. Do you do you talk with her much? Um, what do you do to try and encourage her? Because uh, let's be honest, if you've got competitions and everybody pushes each other. Yeah, um, I mean, Liza's awesome. She's such a good friend, such a good role model. Um She's obviously been through some pretty tough times, but I don't know anyone as resilient and as her. So, yeah, if anything, I look up to her. So it's she's got it sorted. She's got a great team around her, and I know that when she's back fully fit, um, she'll go back to being one of the best in the world, no doubt. Mm.
Mm. Yeah, what's in the water at the moment with um, New Zealand women's athletics and pole vault? Because I've mentioned Eliza McCartney, <laughs> yourself, and of course Olivia McTaggart. Yeah, um, well, we're all under the same coach, um, same influence, and we're a great team. We all, New Zealand pole vault, we all get along really well, and I think that's a huge part of it. Like I said, individual sports can be hard at times, but a lot of the time for us it doesn't feel like it because we've all got each other, and yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're all coached by Jeremy Jeremy McCall. Yes, yeah. Okay, tell us a little bit about Jeremy and um, why he has been so successful. Yeah, he's just he's one of the best coaches in the world. He's got an incredible technical eye. He can pick things up and know where things are going wrong. And yeah, he built New Zealand pole vault from the ground basically, um, and got Eliza all the way to the top and now he's got a few more coming through and it's really exciting for the sport because it's so mm. women's pole vault is a young sport in general let alone in New Zealand so mm. it'll be awesome to see where you can take it How far do you think you can go? How high do you think you can jump? And when are you looking for that, I guess that next big major breakthrough in terms of say going from 4.45 to maybe consistently jumping say 4 metres 60? Yeah I think I'm definitely due a big breakthrough there's been a few things that have kept knocking me back. I had a pole snap last season. I had my broken foot European season. Um, so I haven't quite had a chance to go through a full season uninjured or without a big obstacle catching me. So I think hopefully this year will be the one that I can just get a clean run and really just show everyone what I am capable of. Yeah. Do you have an idea of what the qualifying standard for the Paris Olympics might be? Automatic entry will be around 470 and then the rest of the field will be made up based on world rankings. Okay, so you've got sort of two paths to get through. Uh, let's yep. let's talk about the weekend. So have we got Eliza and Olivia competing? Yes, yep. Oh, so oh, that was almost the blue ribbon event, eh? Who would have thought women's yeah. pole vault would be the blue ribbon event at a major track and field, mate? <laughs> I know, it's awesome. And how, how, how are you coping with maybe the... Um, uh, added attention that you're now receiving since having performed at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty exciting. It's pretty cool to have um, lots of people just following the sport in general. I think Eliza drew a lot of that attention to women's polo um, and people realise that it's a pretty exciting thing to watch and that we've actually got a pathway here and we could get three girls at the Olympics, which would be unreal. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, yeah, it should be good. We've got the three of us, there'll be some of the some younger girls as well um, who are coming through jumping, so it'll be a full field, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to ask you this. Um, now, you can come in at any height at this competition. You could come in at four metres or you could sit it out or come yep. in at four metres 30. Do you try and get a, an early jump in just to sort of get a bit of a feel for the track, for the environment, and just to sort of um, just set things up before maybe sitting a couple of heights out? I mean, ha- how do you approach it? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of factors that can go into that and every competition might be different. Um, For me, at the moment, I'm trying to kind of limit the load in my foot as I recover through that, so I wouldn't want to do more jumps than I need to. Mm. Um, The field size isn't huge, and so I won't have to wait for a while, whereas Mm. I've done some competitions in New Zealand where I'd warm up and then it'll be over two hours before I even come in. Mm. so it's those competitions where you'd consider coming in lower just to break up that mm. weight a bit. Um, but I think on Saturday tomorrow, um, a height like 420 that I know that I can clear comfortably. Um, 
and just get the competition rolling, I think, yeah, would be great. You're listening to SENZ, Imogen Eris, uh, women's pole vaulter, bronze medalist at Commonwealth Games, is my guest on the programme as we count down to the POTS Classic. Uh, the fatigue side of it, um, how much fatigue through the takeoff, through the run, and how much of the fatigue is actually in the propulsion side of it, the upper body strength required, or is it a combination of both? Yeah, it's it really is a combination of everything. Um, your speed that you carry through is a huge factor. Um, but then obviously pole vault, it's so, there's a lot of physics in it, um, transmission of forces and everything. There's, yeah, there's so many aspects to it. Even I think what's so different about pole vault is you've got the whole element of actually using a piece of equipment for you to do your performance. Um, whereas mm. other sports, you're just going out there and running as fast as you can or throwing as far as mm. you can, whereas we actually put a lot of um, reliance into our equipment, our pole, which actually is the thing that carries us mm. over the bar. Mm. So, so how much speed work do you do? How much sprint-type training do you do in terms of the runway? So I'd vault twice a week, um, and when I'm back to full load, I'll be doing two running sessions a week as well with sessions in the gym. So the gym stuff will complement the running stuff and that it'll be, depending on what time of year, it'll be like power-based, trying to get things moving faster. Um, a lot of it is speed. If you could have one raw bit of talent coming to pole vault, speed would be, speed would be one of them, yeah. And do you have that? Um, it's a... It's a very different thing to be able to run fast and to be able to run fast with a pole. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but but you're only young, and I'd imagine that just comes in time, doesn't it, as you just progress and training cycle after training yeah. cycle, those sort of things just naturally um, just just naturally build up. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I've had a lot to do with... Um, just endurance training and stuff over the years. In regards to periodisation, um, how specific is that in terms of trying to peak at the right time of the year and how does that work in pole vault? Like in running, you do your base work, your strength work and your speed work at a really simplistic level. How does it work in pole vault? Yeah, so I think the main things that change will be the stuff we do in the gym and the actual vaulting we do. Um, At the moment, we're all competing, so we're on our full run-ups, on our full-length poles. But after the season, we'll dip down and go back to some more technical stuff, go back to basics and work on short run-ups, small poles, just to really work on that technique to then be looking to be on full run-ups when we need to peak. Um, It's very demanding on the body, and to be on full run-up all year round would be a lot to ask. Um, And then, yeah, in the gym, we try and sneak load in when we can, whereas this time of year it's all about kind of maintaining where we're at um in winter we get slammed in the gym which is a lot of fun um but yeah it's all about trying to peak for when we need to for our main events yeah mm-hmm. well Imogen what time are you up tomorrow women's pole vault starts at 5 p.m 5 p.m the blue ribbon event ladies and gentlemen 5 p.m <laughs> 5 p.m we're all voting we're all jumping up and down for you Imogen Thank you. Hey, lovely to have you on the program. Great insight, and Look, all the very best for tomorrow's meet, the rest of the New Zealand summer, and what awaits you later in the year overseas. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. There you go. Imogen Eris, one of New Zealand's leading pole vaulters. Three of them now. Three of them. Three of them in the mix, led by the great Eliza McCartney, bronze medal back in 2016. And um, 
yeah, you've got Olivia McTaggart as well, who represented New Zealand Commonwealth Games four years ago. I think representing New Zealand at the Olympics, did she make Tokyo? I think she might have. Yes, she did. I was actually um, very, very privileged to be able to call a pole vault at the Olympic Games. I've got to say, spectacular event. Um, people often ask me, what's the coolest event of the track and field program? And categorically, I'll always say the high jump. I think the high jump has just got so much theatre and drama. And we saw the Italian Tamberi and... Um, the man from Qatar, Basham, shared that gold medal, and I was, I was lucky to be there and call that as well. But I've got to say, after having done the pole vault for the first time at the Olympic Games, very similar, very similar. Coming at certain heights, if you might come at, say, 4 metres 70, you might miss it. You get three attempts. You might miss it twice. Then you go, well, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to have my last attempt at 4 metres 80, all or nothing. And some make it on that one jump under all that pressure. And that's what I love about it. Those events just have so much theatre to them. Anything where you can move up in height. Difference between long jump and triple jump, you're just sort of chasing distance the whole time. But there is just something so tactical and technical about the pole vault and the high jump. Do encourage people to get along to the Sylvia Potts Classic tomorrow in Hastings.